Okay, you are a nutrition professional and sometimes you might be wondering what should I do if I get a difficult client? And that's a very interesting topic, it's a very important question. I've already done a video on the topic which you can find before this one here. This is going to be part two where I want to expand on the things that I have discussed in video number one. So let's begin. So first question, let's try to define what does it mean for a client to be difficult? Because my definition might be different than yours, okay? And these are important like aspects for you to understand in an important uh, scenario, okay? So what are the three areas where clients, they tend to like be more difficult? Well, normally there is an area of behavior. They might be rude, they might be late, they might not be like, they might be challenging, and that's something that needs to be considered. All of these are in the areas of behavior. Step two, they could be difficult in payments, meaning they ask for discounts, they don't pay on time, or they just try and get as much as they can from you for free and then try to disappear. And that's another area we absolutely need to consider. Step three, well, step three is compliance, meaning they come to see you, they pay you, they don't behave badly, but at the same time, when it comes to like following your plan, they are not following it correctly. There is no compliance and that's bad because they are not going to get the results. So let's go through all of them. Let's go through all of the areas. Step one, let's discuss behavior first. So there are many important parts regarding the behavior. So one of the most important aspects is to get some sort of a barrier between you and the client when it comes to booking the health consultation with you. On average, you want to have like a long form questionnaire that needs to be answered before they can actually talk to you. And that's important because it tests their willing to be polite, it tests their compliance, it tests how much they are committed to change very, very important, okay? So build like a questionnaire where you ask their medical history, what are the symptoms they want to address, like ask about the medication they, they are taking and they took in the past, previous medical diagnosis, what kind of supplements they are doing right now, they are taking right now, what kind of diet, if any, they are following right now, what is their normal day in their life when it comes to their diet, what do they have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is very important because you're going to essentially cut out all the most horrible ones because they're not going to comply with you, especially like the challenging, like they want to be the alpha leader. And they're not going to do that. They're going to be like pushing back and you can just exclude them from you. Now, what to do when a client is rude, they are disrespectful, they don't respect your time. Frankly, 
don't have them as clients. I think that's the only answer, okay? When someone like steps away from the boundaries of your relationship with them, my advice is always go away, go away from them. Like I remember one time I was supervising this um, nutrition student in the, in the student's clinic and well, she, was, she was a beautiful lady, but the guy was so obnoxious in trying to flirt with her that, and she wasn't really liking the situation. She was really like taken aback because like you're there, it's an exam. You already have someone like watching your consultation and, and this was the second consultation ever. And you have a guy being an idiot and like, uh, like flirting with her. So around half, half of the consultation, I, I knocked on the door and I said, I'm sorry. I said to the guy, I'm sorry, but this is not acceptable behavior. So please leave the clinic. And he got angry, got annoyed, but he left the clinic anyway, because that's not the behavior that we want. Okay. So if you learn marketing, like simply attract better kind of clients. So when you know and you have a strategy to get the best kind of clients, simply it will be much easier to kick out these kind of people. I'm sorry, but they're really not going to be of help for you. Now, when it comes to payments, there are two things that need to be considered. Number one, if the person wants to pay you, but they do have some kind of issues, in which case you must have like a payment plan available where they can't give you $250 right now to see you, but you can give them like a payment plan where they can give you $50 for the next five months. Huh? And so they can pay you anyway, because it's very different from someone who genuinely wants to pay you. They like what you have to say, but they don't have the money to do it right now, but they will do it in the future. Okay. Another thing is the kind of client that I often met at the start of my career back in Italy who are trying to get advantage from you, try to get a discount, try to get as much as possible for free from you. Like they pay you one time and then do you expect like they can call you all the time, wherever it is. So in this case here, number one, make sure the, you create like a document which goes through like what you do as a therapist and what are like the duties of the client. A sort of like clients and, and practitioner agreement and make sure they need to sign that. Okay, so it says I as a practitioner will do that, we do a consultation, we give you a plan, we do everything that needs to be done. You as client must do the other part, okay? And both of them, they need to sign, okay? So, because that's really good, because it really clarifies what is your job, what are your responsibilities, what are their responsibilities. Now, granted, is this going to completely remove all the nasty people from the picture to the point where they will never appear and they will not try to take advantage of you. No. And if you still get that kind of person, my advice goes back to what I said before. Kick them out. So there is no need for you to get them as, uh, as clients if they're just going to make your life like really, really bad. So my advice in that specific scenario is to remove them. Don't even take them. And again, 
it goes back to having a choice, meaning study marketing, learn how to attract more clients. And as you attract more clients, you can filter them more because you can have like normally what we do is like a strategy session or like a free call between you and the client before they start to sign up with you. And there you can like feel which kind of person you're dealing with. And if the person is this kind, they have this kind of behavior which we don't want, we can just kick them out and remove them from the picture. Very, very important to do that. Now let's go back to step three. What if they don't have good compliance? Now that's a completely different story because in the vast majority of the cases, if a client does not have good compliance, it doesn't mean they are a bad client. It simply means that you need to do something different, which is remember that the responsibility on the results is on you. Meaning, it's not their job to be the ideal compliance machine. It is your job to provide them with a plan which solves their issues, and that plan also needs to be compatible with what they're willing to do. Doesn't mean that you need to change your plan all the time to adapt it and make it like completely different. No, no. Obviously, there are some parameters that they need to be there. Like, if you have candida, I'm sorry, you can't drink. You can't drink alcohol, especially in the first three months, because each time you do, you are re-empowering candida, which is the last thing you want, especially at the beginning of your journey. So you, you as a client, need to be open to the idea, I'm sorry, as a first step, you will need to go alcohol-free for at least three months. And you tell them, if they say, I can't do it, ask them to be very clear. Can you do it or not? If they say no, well, then probably it's better to refund them. Because I don't really see the point in trying to help someone and then your approach not working because they can't follow it. Okay? But once again, it's your responsibility. Okay, because let me be very clear. This is what the client wants and this is what you have to do. A client decides to book with you because they are in a painful situation. Okay, so the painful situation is where they are. Where do they want to go? Where do they want to go to a step where they feel better? This is the healthy situation. Okay, between the painful situation and the healthy situation, there is your offer, your plan. And your plan needs to follow three steps. Number one, you need to give them a step-by-step -step actionable approach where they can follow it to go from the step A, the pain, to the health, B, okay? That is your number one. And make sure is step-by-step, -step, but also make sure you talk to them and you ask them, is this something you can do? Okay, because if someone is a vegan person, I'm sorry, but you can't ask them to eat meat. It's your responsibility to provide them with a plan which is suitable for vegan or don't take them as a client. Like I used, I remember like there was a period of my life where I was working a lot in sports nutrition and especially CrossFit and I was not accepting vegan clients because like my philosophy and my plans were not compatible with a vegan lifestyle. It doesn't mean a vegan lifestyle is not correct. It's, it's, it's simply 
my positioning and what I was able to do was not compatible with a vegan lifestyle. Okay, so make sure that your plan is compatible with what they are willing to do. Otherwise, simply refund them and don't get them as clients to begin with. Okay, now two more steps are important when you design their plan. Number one, you need to make the plan as easy, as simple as possible for the client. So obviously there will be areas where... You can't really make a compromise, okay? There will be areas where they will need to act in a certain way for them to solve the issue. But that's probably not going to happen in every single area, okay? So make sure that some areas are covered, some areas are more flexible, but try to make it as easy as possible for the person, okay? A simpler plan is better than a more complicated plan because people, it's easier for the person to follow that specific plan. And then, final one, step three, please do make sure that your plan delivers some quick results. So go back to the painful situation. In the painful situation, the client has probably more than one issue, okay? So what is one issue you can improve very quickly right away, okay? That is so, so important. Like in the case of Candida, normally people start to see the first improvement in the itching, usually between two to three weeks into the program. That's very important because like normally two to three weeks is a very reasonable amount of time for the person to follow like a diet or a plan and then they start to get some improvements and then they keep, they keep the motivation higher and then, boom, from one step to the next, they keep improving and improving more and more, okay? Let me add you two more things which are very important. Make sure to improve compliance to add accountability and support to your brand. What do I mean by that? Well, make sure you have somewhere to hold them accountable. And please make sure this is not like through emails. People will stop sending you emails after a while, okay? Have them in a more direct approach. Dedicated Facebook group, dedicated WhatsApp group, a weekly call, do it in the way you want, but sending them email and expecting. Like email reports back does not work in the vast majority of the cases. Even the most um, like committed clients, they will stop doing that in about a couple of months. So don't do it. And obviously, give them support whenever their motivation goes lower. So just ask them, is there anything I can do to support you when you are struggling? What do you want? Do you want a text? Do you want to call me? Do you want to come on the Facebook group? Do you want like a weekly Q&A? Ask them and then deliver what they are telling you to do. Obviously, it needs to be compatible with your timings. That's why having like a group, like a dedicated Facebook group, is one of the best ways to do it. But please do make sure to have like the accountability and the support. They are crucial for the journey. Okay, and that closes the, this is our second video on the, on the uh, difficult clients. And I will see you very, very soon. Bye-bye.